A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If the household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join with its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat of it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over a fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted over a fire with its head and legs and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the people. Thanks Thanks be to God. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he was about to, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. 
Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet, but only but my, also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and returned to the table. He said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. Have you ever noticed that your screw-ups are the things that you remember the most? The things that you did that you wished you hadn't done. One moment of my first trip to Louis stands out in my mind with perfect clarity because I messed up. Deb and I had been taken down to Lozo on the Sunday after Christmas for me to preach. Church started late that day because everybody had to stay home and drive the birds out of their gardens. There was some kind of bird that was active in the middle of the day and then went away. So we had a chance to... um, sit around under the mango tree and meet the people of Lozo, the elders. We had taken the book that our Sunday school kids had made up and and shown them the pictures, and after church we wanted to get a picture of the whole crowd gathered there in in the front of the church at Lozo. So everything went well. started about an hour late, but everything went well. And then after church, as the custom was, we went out to the Piot, the little um, hut for hospitality, for lunch. And knowing that I was probably the guest of honor and didn't really want to be in that seat, I sat down in the seat just to the right of the door. And after a little bit of conversation, a young woman entered the pyot on her knees with a pitcher of water in her hand, and I thought she was offering me water to drink. I already had my water bottle, and we had brought filtered water from Louis, and not sure about this water, so I declined her offer. On her knees, she went to the next person who held out his hands, and she poured the water over his hands and then produced a bar of soap, and he washed his hands with the soap, and she rinsed them, just pouring the water 
onto the floor of the pyod. I felt mortified for several reasons. First of all, for breach of etiquette. She must have thought I was really crude getting ready to eat lunch without washing my hands. You just don't do that in Louis. So I indicated that I had misunderstood and held out my hands to be washed, and she came back on her knees and washed my hands. I also felt mortified because here I was, white, westerner, being served by a woman on her knees. All kinds of bells were going off in my head, but it would have been worse to refuse her service than to object that it was sexist or colonialist or any of the other things I could have thought of. I wanted to say I can wash my own hands very well, thank you very much, but that would have been worse. So I think I understand how Peter felt when Jesus came on his knees to wash his feet, embarrassed, indignant, confused. We have the same problem with the foot washing tonight. I don't think any of us mind washing someone else's feet, but we mind very much having our own feet washed. In Lozo, I wanted to reach over to that young woman and stand her up. Who am I to be waited on like this? In the guest compound, they had set up a water pot with a spigot on it so that we could wash our own hands before we went in for lunch. But in all of the places that we went to visit to preach, someone else washed our hands. And you can discern the order of precedence by watching who washes whose hands. We don't like to be served by our friends. It's hard to accept that service. It's hard to be humble enough to allow yourself to be served. But notice what Jesus says after he has washed the disciples' feet. Now has the Son of Man been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. This is one of those passages where John uses his specialized vocabulary and then folds the thought back onto itself so you're not quite sure who is being glorified in whom. Now the Son of Man has been glorified. The expression Son of Man is ambiguous. It means literally something like the human being. But Jesus also occasionally uses it as a title for himself in John's Gospel. Now the human being has been glorified. Which one? Jesus or us? Yes, exactly. In God's incredible, humble service to us, by coming into the world as the Word made flesh, the human being has been glorified. By washing the disciples' feet, our feet, Jesus has held us up for glory so that we can never look at human being the same way again. Jesus has been glorified in an act of service. Never can we look at the people who wait on us in the same way again. Where do we find the glory of God? In the simple acts of service and humility we pay to one another. In the simple washing of hands or feet. As you wash one another's feet tonight, imagine them shining with glory. Imagine your own feet shining with God's glory. 
If God has been glorified in the human being, God will glorify the human being in himself. God's self or the human being's self. Yes, exactly. And glorify him at once. If you want to find God in this world, if you want to see the glory of God, you have to be ready to wash some feet, to look at others shining with the glory of God. And if you are going to serve, you have to be ready to be served. Think of the water as baptismal water, transforming you and those whom you serve into the image of God, incarnate among us. Soon, the whole world will be shining with the glory of God. It already is. We just have to learn to see it. It certainly did on the face of that young woman who washed my hands. The only way I could accept her gift was to think of her as Jesus, humbling himself to glorify her and me and God all at once. Amen. Amen.